and support begins in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nurture and Support. I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Mel at Karmic9 on Instagram and Twitter, but not on Facebook, never. Yeah, I feel bad every once in a while, uh, there, there are a number of folks that it ends up that a Facebook messenger thing is the best way to go. And there's a group of people that I know I'm doing them no favors <laughs> because they just, they don't ever want to be in there. They don't want anything to do with it. Uh, although I guess there's an increasing number of people that are com- like completely off of Facebook and have kept messenger. So you can still yeah. do the communication. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I have messenger and you know, some, unfortunately some of my craft guild groups have utilized the groups feature in Facebook and I can't convince everyone to move to discord or something. <laughs> so I do check in not regularly, but I, I do have to get on Facebook a little bit, but yeah, I would love to leave Facebook. I have employer obligations on Facebook that prevent that from happening. Well, and I've, just started to get familiar with discord because of my legends ultimate arcade deal there's some really good stuff out there for that Mm -hmm. but for those who are not particularly technically inclined a facebook group is still probably easier for them to wrap their heads around than discord yeah Yeah. but powerful discord seems very powerful uh, for it you can do a lot of different stuff is my understanding with discord you can make it as complicated as you want to kind of get with it it's got a lot of features and i don't know i i don't know you know a hundredth of the features because i've never i've never set up the discord i've participated in some and i've noticed several of them all have different levels of how much interaction and what you can do all of that sort of stuff so it's highly variable which is nice if you've got somebody who's um, savvy with that kind of stuff to set it up, but that would not be me. I absolutely think you could get it, but it's, it's a time investment. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. do I want to get proficient in that? Which, yeah. which is actually going to kind of tie into my, my recommendation uh, and some inside baseball stuff for folks that kind of also ties into it somewhat. I think we've shared on past uh, Nurture and Supports, our journey from the golden age of Google Hangouts on air, <laughs> that that was always the super easy way to set something up on the fly, invite whoever you need to go. And then there was this video sitting on YouTube, unlisted, you could pull the audio off of, and then that went away and then do some other combinations of things. So tonight, this recording is actually, we're doing, we've been using Zoom more and more to record these and we're using the record feature in this time, which is the first time. Fingers crossed, everything goes okay. Simplifies the matter, I hope. Yeah, yeah. if y'all hear this, it went well. (laughs) Yeah, if there's... If the next edition of the podcast is just this kind of white noise, then uh, it didn't go well, but you won't yeah. know that. <laughs> so, right, right. But kind of related to that, uh, we're within the Bog Panda universe that Nurture and Support resides and Squat Cobbler and it's all in Battery. Some of those shows are a little more video heavy than others. And much to my delight, Mike has become quite excited to create lots and lots and lots of video content. <laughs> which can be good, <laughs> but you know, it's Mike. So it's already been a kind of a recent one that was a little, little strange, but it's still kind of fun. They've, they're good to do, but it gets back into by and large for most of the content we create across all of Bog Panda, it's audio and podcasts. Mel and I can see each other as we record, but 
you just the audio. For some of the other shows, we're doing more video. And I used to use, because I was doing everything on a Windows 7 machine, uh, yeah, Movie Maker that's on there. So it's the Microsoft basic functionality, kind of simple to use, put the transitions in. And I, I put in the time to learn how to do the basic. And then when I went to Windows 10 on my new laptop, that has gone away. And so you use kind of this almost hidden feature within the Photos app. And uh, you can do video editing within there. And it has transitions and you can kind of grab clips and drop them together and drop in photos. But it's not really timeline based. Uh, It's a little tricky. You can drop those captions in and you can do some things, but it it wasn't great. And then I did a couple and they uh, ended up being corrupted. And I can't, so I put it all the time to do the full editing. I'd watch it once. It was great. I go back again and I couldn't get the darn thing to play anymore. So I said, well, I need to do something. And so this is my recommendation, which is uh, some video editing software called OpenShot, O-P-E-N-S-H-O-T. I did what is for me a fair amount of research, what for a normal person would be highly insufficient and not nearly enough. I was like, I got to get something. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Mm, okay, that, that go. <laughs> you know, And uh, it was always in the top. Uh, it's always tricky when you do those searches and you're like best video editors to know if you're going into something that's actually a review of best video editors or advertising content for someone who's put up a page. So the top 10 video editors right. you can spot the ones that are paid ads that are like that. But even the ones that show up organically, it's worth poking around a little. You can get into CNET or some of the established channels or websites that are out there. Then you can be able to some of these side ones. But I, I cut across a bunch. OpenShot appeared a lot. I'm, I'm pleased with it. I still have much to learn. I've got to invest that time to get better at it. But basically anything you're seeing within the Bog Panda YouTube channel now that's video is going through OpenShot, the editor. It is timeline-based. You can actually, timeline-based and track-based. So you can have an unlimited number of tracks. So you could have one track, which is your video. You could have your audio up in another track. You can drop in some photos on another, captions on another, and kind of move them across the timeline, get them to sync up. It has transitions as well. And so you can do a lot of that. Very easy to do fade in and fade out on clips, much easier than anything else I've played with so far. So it creates a really nice product. It's not difficult to use. And the multiple reviews I read kind of all ran ran along the same lines. And this has been my experience, which is easy to use, powerful on the con side to get all the functionality. It actually requires multiple downloads. So I got like the basic setup and for what I'm doing right now, I've not done the additional downloads, but there's some pretty powerful 3d graphic or 3d captioning that it'll do and some other kind of 3d work with the video that you have to actually pull in two additional pieces of software to kind of do the work for each one of those. And I'll do that at some point in time. I've been actually very, very happy because it took me forever (laughs) to figure out how to drop some audio behind a picture and maybe have it bleed over a little bit into the video in the Windows, Windows 10 offering. Not, not easy. We're here. It is. You get the whole timeline laid out. You can see where your audio clip's going. You can see where your transitions are. Really made it a lot easier. I'm quicker in getting it done. It seems to render maybe a little bit slower than the Windows product. I did read one review where there are you know, or some questions that were out there around which one's better, iMovie on the Apple or, or OpenShot. I think it might be a matter of taste, but they think they, they said that they, they're pretty comparable. So I think if you've got Mac, any of our folks who are Mac users out there and use iMovie, apparently OpenShot is something that's available for us on the, us on the less uh, noble platform <laughs> to have uh, 
has similar capabilities to to your your precious iMovie. So Open Shot's my recommendation for this week. I really do like it uh, quite a bit. If you do go to the Bog Panda YouTube channel, all the video content recently here has been a product of it. I'm still learning. The other knock that was on it was that they said there was not, and I live on this stuff, uh, is the, the YouTube tutorial videos. And it seemed to say, eh, it's pretty sparse out there. That's so far not been my experience. I mean, there's there's enough. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a 30-minute tutorial on the basics. There's a very targeted ones on captioning and that kind of stuff. So as, and on all the stuff that, that we've used throughout the years and the process, I've often gone to YouTube on what I do with OBS. How do I deal this thing here with Zoom? What do I do now with OpenShot? But like I said, I've seen pretty good volume of videos out there. My journey towards becoming proficient in GIMP, the software <laughs> the, <laughs> is still well behind. <laughs> and I still dive back into my steam-powered PaintShop Pro. But uh, for for this video at Impacted, I'm actually with the times on a, on a version that was done in this century, enjoying it. That's cool. So if, it, if it's kind of comparable to iMovie, does it have a freeware version or is it paid? Um, the paid features. So I haven't run into, this appears to be completely open source. Really? And yeah. That's and, cool. And so I've, I've not run into anything about, well, if you want to do that, there's paid features where I've seen in some of the other packages, I bump into that in mm-hmm. a hurry. I've not seen that at all. So this appears to be 100% open source. Even the additional software, well, I'll have to see. So like the 3D rendering software, maybe that's where they get you. But but yeah. I, like I, said, I haven't bothered to pull it down. But I think the, at least the uh, the 3D text services, they're pointing me to another website and it looked like that stuff was free. But I was just like, ah, I don't need it here. I'll just <laughs> I'll get by with good old two-dimensional lettering for now. Yeah. That sounds really cool. My my only video editing experience was a long time ago when we would make fan videos of Farscape. <laughs> Describe. And they were terrible. Mine oh, were. Mine are these, were. Are these out there anywhere still? No, no. You know, I came across someone else's that was one of my favorites a while back on that somebody had uploaded them, but this was back before youtube where you'd make these videos and then you'd have somebody who had a website would host them and then as they started cracking down on stealing music because what what we would do is you'd take clips from tv shows and you'd put them to a song and you'd make your own little music video that was you know a fan love to a show and so any of you who haven't watched farscape I love Firescape, and that was what we did with our free time back in the day. And uh, yeah, there were some really good ones out there, but the quality, the video quality on them back then was really bad. So they really look bad, but now they look really bad when I go back and try to to watch some of the other people's. See, this is how bad mine were. I didn't save any of mine, but I still have some that I saved that were other people's that were good. So yeah, that that's my video editing. It was really bad, but other people get at it, so. But so Our would state. that have been, it was like a iMovie option for you at that point in time? You, that, like the... that was with Movie Maker way oh. back on like Windows 95, maybe. I don't know, it was a long time ago. So. But. Reflect back, it's, it is a shame that these are no longer available. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. They were but, terrible. But reflect back a little bit. And what was your Citizen Kane Farscape fan <laughs> film that you did? 
what was what's the one say this is my opus um i gosh i i'm trying to remember what what song so you know it basically what what we do is you take clips from all different episodes and pick a song and then make a music video from farscape to go along with that song and i can't remember it was all very melodramatic I can't remember what some of mine were. There was probably I'm trying to think what's that terrible band. <laughs> the Cure. <laughs> I did not do one to The Cure, but some other people did. But that was way too emo. What What's the one that does the "Bring Me to Life" song? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. I'd have to shoot up iTunes here to figure it out. Uh, who did "Bring Me to Life"? It's um Amy something or other, but I can't remember the Evanescence. <laughs> That's it. There you go. <laughs> I think I did one to an Evanescent song. It was terrible. It was it was awful. But let's see. Let me let me look in my folder real quick and see. Fingers crossed that she has one of these. No, I know, I know, I don't have any of mine. I'm trying to see if I can find any of the ones that I kept of other people's. I know I have them on this drive somewhere, but this episode's going to go on. Our hope intent is for this Friday. So if you find something before Friday, shoot <laughs> it my way, and I'll uh, I'll drop it in. Yeah, we did Farscape, and then the original Roswell TV series about the teens in Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They were so bad, y'all, but that, that was my youth. It go. was fun. The days before YouTube. So that's my movie-making experience. Kelly's is much better with much better software and much higher quality. Well, better software. I'll go with that. You need to make. You need to put some to Evanescence. There you go. There you go. That'll, well, then you get into the copyrights. Yeah, and so that's what happened to all of those sites. Um, they were using music that they owned and putting them up, and they were up for, uh, you know, we had about a good year of doing that, and then they started hitting in everybody with takedowns and threatening lawsuits. Thank you, Lars, from, you know, that band <laughs> <laughs> that I won't buy from anymore. <laughs> we got over the DRM wars, y'all. Survivors. We did. We survived, but yeah. Anyway, but it took down all of our fan vids, and so... It's really hard to find any of those anymore. Whenever I crop, I fall across one on YouTube that someone's uploaded, I get all tickled for the days, like the old lady that I am. So. Very cool. If only they had had one shot, their videos would have been much better. I know mine would have been. It's, I probably have called it six different things on there, but it's actually called Open Shot. Open, it's open Shot. Soft. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But I prob I've probably called it One Shot. I know I have. It's still just do up. a shot video editor and you'll get Wait, it. So there you'll find you go. Look for you'll it. Find yeah. it. Open the, shot because it's open source. Yes, indeed. And it's very yes. cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, my recommendation this week does have something to do with video and that all of you should get in line and congratulate me for finally watching something on Netflix. Everybody else in the world has already watched this show, but because it's the only accomplishment I've had in my life lately, I'm going to force all of you to listen to me talk about it for like three seconds. Mel, we've, we've already recommended Get Me Roger Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that strong right now, man. I don't have enough alcohol. <laughs> I watched finally The Witcher. Oh, so Every you're... Everybody else has already watched this. I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. I have heard, I've, I'll, I'll be interested. To, I've heard good things and it sounds yeah. like I'm going to hear more good things from you. So I probably should get there. Yeah, so I've had to watch this because it hits all of my hobbies. Gaming, which I don't have time to do anymore. 
reading because it's based on a book on books and TV on Netflix because I desperately needed to actually do something that utilized the money that I pour into Netflix every month that I don't actually watch. And I'm ashamed to have to admit this to all of you. I've never seen Henry, is it Cavill? Is that how you say his name? I think so. Okay, I've I've never he's super the Superman in mm-hmm. the newer movies. Okay, I've never seen Superman's not my thing. I don't I'm not crazy about Superman as a character. So I haven't really seen him in anything, but he is great as the Witcher. And so if you're not familiar with the world of the Witcher, Henry Cavill plays uh, Geralt of Rivea. He is the Witcher one of the only witchers left in this world. They're magically created mutants who hunt monsters, basically, in this world. So this is kind of a very Dungeons and Dragons type of world that has magic and sorcerers and monsters, which I find it interesting, and I don't know the history enough about about this world to know why they call all of these things mutants and mutations. I don't know if that's some underlying thing in the story that eventually maybe will get clear. I have several of the books, but like most things in my life, I haven't read them yet. And I've only have a passing um, familiarity with the video games. I've mostly watched other people play the games and don't have a lot of hands-on experience. So I'm curious as to where that comes from. So if anybody out there can tell me what that is without spoiling something, if it's part of some deeper story that I shouldn't know about yet, why they they refer to mutants so much. Because I take that word as more of a sci-fi type word to be used and not really one that's used in a fantasy setting. But anyway, Geralt is a witcher, a monster hunter, and this is an eight-episode season And season two, even before, let me backtrack, even before they officially released season one, they'd already said there was going to be a season two. So I believe he said on Twitter just a week or two ago that they had started filming finally for season two um, since COVID has basically slowed everything down. So they have started started filming and I'm excited. So hopefully sometime in 2021, we're supposed to get season two, maybe if they get it all produced. But it takes a little bit, at least it did for me, in watching through these episodes to really get a good idea of the different timelines that are going on. So you're following Geralt. There is a young girl, Princess Ciri, whose story you're following. And then there is another woman named Yenna, who becomes a sorceress, mage, whatever you want to call him, with. And you're following her timeline. So during all of the episodes, you're getting the different stories of these three characters. But it took me a while to figure out that they're each of those stories are getting told in a different time. So you're getting snit, you know, little snapshots of a story in each of their lives, but they're not happening like now they're not happening in the present and you don't get everybody actually meeting up to be in the same timeline until the end of season one and that's kind of where season one sort of ends with everybody being in the same well sort of the same place at the same time so we've merged all the timelines and gotten to the present by the end of season one 
And it's just, it's a highly entertaining with lots of action and just neat characters, I thought. I thought he did a really good job playing Geralt. Geralt is supposed to be this unemotional, basically killer of monsters. And he keeps getting himself put into situations where people are trying to force him to take a stand for something or to do something that he is out of character for him. I don't want to give him too many morals because technically this char- the character isn't supposed to, a witcher isn't supposed to have feelings at all. Therefore, they're also not supposed to have morals. But you find as the story goes on that he does, in fact, and he lives by a particular code and people keep trying to get use him basically to murder people they don't like over and over and over again. And sometimes no matter how much he tries to not get manipulated into those scenarios, bad things happen. And by doing what he thinks is the right thing, the income the outcome ends up being the same as if he had just done what they wanted him to do to begin with and taken the money. So that's also, he, he has no money. That's where you've probably heard the, the phrase, throw a coin to your witcher. There's a bard who is the basic comic relief of this series who hangs out with Geralt through several of the storylines. And that's Jaskier. And he's hilarious and basically steals the scene and a whole lot of these things. And you have to listen through the credits to hear his song because they're really pretty funny. I hope he shows back up. But one of the things I was getting a little, a little confused about is given how, many ta- how much of the different timelines they're going through, I'm getting the impression that Geralt and Yennefer are like really freaking old. So... I don't know really how many years we're talking about. Yennefer as a mage, at one point, she hasn't aged a day on the screen, but she talks about she's been doing this this job working in this court for decades. <laughs> and she doesn't look a day older than when we first met her after her training. So Geralt also doesn't ever seem to get any older. And... I'm curious, that's one of those backstory sorts of things that I'm going to have to read the books to see if it explains anything as to just how old are they because of their special abilities? Do they live longer than humans or what? So again, anybody knows a non-spoilery answer to those, feel free to let me because I'm really interested. I really like this world. And again, I like it. It's got video games. There are books. And audiobooks. So I thought it was really good and I'm really excited for season two. And I'm just super proud of myself for having watched a whole eight episodes of a TV show because I don't know the last time that happened. Are they about an hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually I had to I had to start one wondering how long they were because I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe I'd had too much caffeine, but I watched almost this entire season one night. <laughs> And I, it was like, almost, I looked at my phone and was like, it was almost five o'clock in the morning. I'd stayed up all night watching it. And I'm not telling you it's just that riveting. There was something wrong with me that I was up all night watching TV, but they were interesting. So I didn't fall asleep, but I did have to go. Are these just 30 minute episodes? Cause I'm almost done with this season, but no, they're about an hour. I really enjoyed it. I thought the monsters in it, I thought were really well done. The CG was was good it wasn't low quality like some of the stuff that gets on there but this was a netflix made show so 
it was good. I was really happy that Henry Cavill really brought that that character the way that I'm familiar with that character from the video games. Really did a good job of bringing that out in him. I will warn anyone with children, there's a lot of nudity in this series, particularly of the female variety. So not for younger viewers, but they put all the warnings up there when you start the episode, so heed them. There seems to really only be mostly the one bad word that gets said. And I'm like, there are others. Y'all could, you know. <laughs> expand. Go on. Use some other ones. Is that the only word they know in this world that's bad? So I don't personally have a problem with the cursing. I was just, it was something I noticed. Of, that was the only bad word they ever, it's like, there's more. Even well, if they had to make them up, a la Farscape. Farscape <laughs> made up their bad words. Battlestar Galactica also. Yes. So anyway, The Witcher on Netflix, probably if y'all are interested in that, you've already watched it because it came out, I think, in December of 2019. But uh, hey, it hasn't even been out a year and I've watched it. So I'm proud. That's that's impressive. I haven't. So and so what would you what I have and I've, I've because I do want to watch it, I've been steering clear of a lot of dialogue on it. But what I have picked up on the little pieces I have heard or read is that there's a there's a fair amount of humor in it. and so you mentioned the yes. bard hookah so it uh it, mm-hmm. it has like a pretty steady diet of is it kind of like the breaking yeah. bad thing where it's like eh, i need to give you a break let me lighten it up or is it a little more it's not as dark as break yeah it's not as dark as as breaking bad um overall the series isn't as dark as breaking bad um it got darker as it went on but there's humor in everything, mostly a lot of it in Geralt's character himself being so deadpan. And then you can you can tell when he finally, when he first collides kind of with Yennefer and they meet at some point in, in the timeline at the first time, they're both very clever characters. And while Geralt, Geralt doesn't really talk a whole lot, a lot of times, Yennefer's just kind of his level of evil that they snark at each other quite a bit and that a lot of humor comes out there but he's very deadpan in his delivery of things that you'll find funny when you're watching it but the characters he's with oftentimes are too dull (laughs) to (laughs) understand his humor so the bard is is your your big laughs a lot of times but there's ridiculous situations that they put the characters in but a lot of it is Geralt's deadpan type of and just um, kind of clever word play that they throw in there. So it's humorous and not not nearly as dark as Breaking Bad. So Cool. Very good. Yeah, so I'll sit tight just a little while longer because I'm still on my death march through agents. <laughs> Although yeah, I, I, I can, had made huge strides on that. Huge strides. So. That, that's good. That's why I can't start with, with a series like that. That to me, that's like, that's too overwhelming. That's too much pressure. <laughs> I had to start with one that just had one season and eight episodes of that season. That was it. No 24 episodes, eight. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot better. I am finishing up season five, which is the last of the 22 episode seasons. <laughs> and then season six is just a, a, a light 13 or so. And there then you se- go. final season apparently was also 13. We'll get there, but uh, you know, well, awesome. Far, I will. It's far more manageable. Thirteen episodes is about to me the most you can expect people to pay attention. That's, that, 
yeah, it's a, it's been a journey, but I'm enjoying it. That's cool. Well, that sounds fun. So once I finish my March, I'll, I'll get that lined up. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, uh, that will be it for us for this week. And if you haven't subscribed to the blog, connected with us on iTunes, Stitcher, Nurture and Support Podcast, or gone to YouTube and subscribe to the Bog Panda YouTube channel, would greatly appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com or tweet us at nert and sup on twitter you can also catch nurture and support on youtube nurturing and supporting journey.